When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show. Oh, the wonderful Wallaby Kiwi born Wallaby Jeremy Paul joins us after a week of World Cup. Uh, kia ora, bula, uh, konnichiwa. <laughs> oh man, Eddie Jones! Wow, I, know, I, I remember we spoke about that on the show not so long ago. And um, I, look, I, I thought it was a heap of rubbish too. But um, yeah, I just can't see him pulling out. Like I think he's gotten really close. I've been sort of texting with Will Skilton because uh, I used to coach Will uh, mm. a few years back. Um, when he was in and out of the side, and he came back to our national rugby comp and and spent sort of 12 weeks with him before he, he went off overseas, actually. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, he, he, he actually said, he goes, geez, at his heart. I said, <laughs> mate, he's the hardest. <laughs> but he loves the boys. Um, and, you know, all you want is that little nod of the head after a game um, from Eddie. And I think that's kind of the respect that he gets as a coach. And, oh, look, why wouldn't he be sought after, as, like, especially after that? Amazing win against South Africa, right? To make that very first quarterfinals. Like, I mean, that was the game of of the tournament for me. There's, there's um, often been the um, observation that Eddie Jones is good for a campaign rather than a long term program. You've played under him. What, what are your thoughts on what he's best suited to? No, no, not at all. No, no, no. like he's he's very good at building. He did that with the Brumbies, mate, back in '98 when he yeah, came true. on board. Um, he had a lot of old players there that um, probably at the end of their career and, and obviously served the Brumbies incredibly well because it was the third franchise, right? And so a lot of the – we were the rejects of such. Um, that's where a lot of the hatred built for the other states. Um, and he, he – he, look, so he, he moved them on and brought through this younger generation with a couple of the older senior players that were still there and sort of that jumped on board. And he built that whole program, which then obviously now today with like the start of where Rob McQueen started. So – and and you could see too with England, mate, like the different – when he made that 2019 World Rugby World Cup final, right? Like if – the way they played against the All Blacks, they should have won that World Cup against South Africa. They just, if they would have played half of what they did in that semi-final, they would have beat South Africa. So, it, it may he know, and he was there for six, six, seven years. Like, but all, like, I mean, we don't see a lot of longevity in coaching and rugby union. Um, unfortunately, we haven't seen, you know, just coaches like in NRL where they've gone for, but they're pretty rare too, though, aren't they, bro? Like, you yeah, know, it's becoming rarer as games get more modern, doesn't it? You, yeah. you get yeah. one chance gone. Well, I think it's, I think, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably too about being, having that evolution of, of, and through your high performance unit where you can, 
particularly in games like league where they have salary caps. Um, I mean, the difficulty now in coaching, probably in rugby union in the modern era, is is players that are overseas. Obviously, the All Blacks don't have to worry about that, but um, the rest of the world does. And I think there's limited numbers and great coaches as well who have been there. I mean, he's been a part of two Rugby World Cup finals as a coach. He was also he won it as a consultant slash assistant with South Africa. So the guy knows how to build a campaign, absolutely. And I, he's shown that with his selections, mate. He there was I felt Michael Hooper was the harshest. I thought you could have just taken him mm. purely for his leadership. Um, but you, with his selections, bro, like you, you look at four years time, uh, Tate McDermott, uh, Gordon Carden at 40 to 50 test matches like that's your that's your prime that's when you're humming so yeah i think he's in it for the long haul personally yeah i keep looking at the squad and keep listening to eddie and i almost feel like it's about four years time it's not about this year they'll give it a red hot go this year but i think he's genuinely excited about four years time and that's why we've seen some guys that will definitely not be around in four years have been put to the side to bring some young guys, particularly in those really important roles of loose forward and first five. Well, and, and the only way you can do that, though, too, mate, is, is by having the talent there. And thankfully for Eddie, he's like young Gorda Carden, take him, for example, right? Like he's... Um, or Carter Gordon. Well, what's his, which way does it go? Two first names. I always get called Paul. Carter Jeremy. Gordon, not Gordon, Carter Gordon. not Gorda yeah, Carton. Carter, yeah, you can't. <laughs> Coming from a bloke who has two first names. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, look, I, I think young Carter Gordon, I think it, he, he's a great example of if you see talent and get him in, because see, we don't see what's happening on the training pitch. Mm. And how he's responded to the intensity of Eddie. Eddie's an incredibly intense coach, super, super intense. And all he, all he wants at the end of the day is for you to reach your optimum as a player. And his way of like, cause he's a, he's an ex principal, right? Mm. Like, um, and a principal back in the, 90s, early 90s, where they still had the cane. Like that was Graham Henry. That was Graham Henry too. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Right. Like some, I, I you're you're really teaching though, right? Like mm. so, I think it's a a great sounding board to sort of start to launch a rugby career. But oh uh, yeah, I just I feel the choices he's made really. And look at Will Skilton. I think you know, taken on as coach, this is the fittest he's ever been. Like look how how much he's how much weight they've dropped how good the wallabies look they worked really really hard so i think you know on the training pitch and eddie takes a lot from the training pitch if you can last the intensity at training under him it builds a lot of rapport with him so i think he had the opportunity to move here and and bro let's 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 not forget our man tate mcdermott who we've been calling for for a while now no this is no disrespect to nick white because he's been an incredible servant and he will start obviously with tate mcdermott out um this weekend against fiji and like he's a, a absolute stalwart of rugby australia and been an incredible servant for the brumbies um amazing player legend and i think when you look at Eddie's selection and going, no, nah, I love this kid. Like, this is the kid that's going to play and this is the type of rugby we're going to play. Um, I think he's been fortunate in that situation where he's been able to make those selections. 
Uh, I've got a question from no name on this staff. Could you ask JP if Foster being Ian Foster being loyal to players rather than um, going on players that are informed could be a problem at some stage? I think the fact he was too loyal to Caleb Clark is one of the reasons why uh, we went with one Lucy too short because he wanted Caleb Clark to go. So can loyalty get in the way of some coaches and therefore team performances? Oh, absolutely not. Like you, you should be loyal to players. Like if you're an, like if you if you're an incumbent, as well as you've you've been in the system for a couple of years, um, and you don't pick a squad in case of injury. Well, you do. I mean, look, you've got to cover some spots, but. You know, let's not forget Will Jordan was also been injured this year, and the possibility of outside backs as well being injured. So, because because the thing is, um, when you're looking for that balance of that side, like you don't expect your captain who you've chosen to be injured, right? Um, and uh, I, I love the look. Like it's funny, isn't it? Like this day and age, we look at players that. Like take league for example, when they move clubs, like where's the loyalty? But they will push you out the door. The clubs will just as soon as they don't want you. So there's it's a double-edged sword, right? But I feel as a coach, and when you build that rapport with players, and players will pay that loyalty back in performances. Um, look, the All Blacks, I, I yes, they lost against France, but you know they showed enough courage there in that game. Um, and we're down. I, I don't understand why Brody Retallick didn't start. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Or he, he, he wasn't. Would he wasn't. Career. He wasn't due to play, but um, he was pulled onto the bench. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't named in the original twenty-three, but there was an injury in the warm-up, so he came onto the bench. Yeah, mate. He'd be my first starting second row every time. Mm. Um, I, I feel like, and if they had the the back row mix. Right, the balance with Kane, you know, Artie Sevilla and, and Shannon Frizzell. I thought Shannon Frizzell was a big loss for them too. Um, as well as Geordie Barrett at 12. Like Anton Leonard-Brown has been an incredible servant as well. But I think Geordie just brings a bigger body, um, brings a little bit more in the attacking side. Um, defensively, he's magnificent as well. Mind you, he did have a poor one against the Wallabies last game in Dunedin, right? But oh, look, I... Injuries do disrupt your flow, your co- your cohesion. So, look, I, I'm I'm expecting fully that the All Blacks will bounce back, but they've got a lot of changes, and this is the difficulty in the pool matches. Is you know, in the two World Cups I played, is is that like you you pretty much look at that game and you go, okay, Romania or Namibia, you go, okay, that's that's when the the reserves are going to play and, and we get to see players if they can make themselves onto the bench because you've already got your starting 15, mate. Yeah. You've, you've had your starting 15 for at least two years out. Were you disappointed in the tactics of the All Blacks? That's been the resounding message from the fans. Um, we just aimless kicking and discipline. Two things that should be easy to remedy and for the second game in a row, they weren't. Well, I think the, the discipline, yes, like the, it's very uncharacteristic of the All Blacks. But and and because the French didn't really throw like they, what the French have done over probably the last three to four years has actually done that and changed their discipline. That they, they used to be an awful side, like in terms of their discipline, and 
over the last four years, they've become very, very good at just applying pressure. And I feel the All Blacks were under extreme pressure for, for the whole game. And that's that's the blueprint to beat the All Blacks is you, you have to stay in the fight for 80 minutes. And when momentum swings, you need to swing it back somehow as quick as possible. Like you can't let them have momentum for longer than 10 to 15 minutes. Otherwise, the All Blacks will build them that. And the All Blacks never had that. Mate. At times, probably probably in that game, maybe five to seven minutes at the most. Like it just kept changing. Like it was a pretty bit of a stop-start game, which the French loved. Like they loved that style of rugby because they, they do have another gear in themselves where they can just like go boom. And before you know it, they've got 14 points right on you. And that's what we saw with the All Blacks game. But, again, going into the World Cup um, and obviously that South African game, not the preparation they wanted as well. Um, but you just can't write them off, mate. Look, they, they'll be fine tactics-wise. They just need to build a bit of confidence within their side. Were you happy with Australia's performance against Georgia? A lot of people on this side of the ditch were saying, you know, Georgia will give them a hell of a fright, uh, could even possibly beat the Wallabies. There must have been a sigh of relief from you and your WhatsApp group uh, watching them play against Georgia. <laughs> well, they're the only ones I didn't put in my multi-leg, that's for sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got, got. I think I got seven out of eight. Uh, missed there. Didn't pick Argentina to lose against England. That's no. for sure. Um, but I, no, I was, mate. I, I was. I think they looked incredible. Like you, you can, you can tell a player if they at their optimum fitness level. Will Skilton is a great example, mate. He is. He's must have shredded at least eight kilos. Like he looks incredible. And it has a direct correlation to your performance and your output and your productivity, mate, like on the field. Like you, you if you're the fitter you are, <laughs> the more you're going to do, right? It's pure science. And I just felt, I felt they were very eager and it was a good sign. Look, there's, the patience is going to be, and that ability to get, to build sustained pressure is going to be probably the hardest thing for the Wallabies over this World Cup, simply because they haven't got the test matches underneath them and not only as individuals but as a team together so talking about that playing minutes and keeping that momentum for sort of for at least 10 to 15 minutes so you can like the wales fiji game look at wales fiji going off fiji 14 12 i think it was at halftime wales for 26 minutes in the second half dominated that second half and they were out to 32 14 mm. and even then fiji could have still won if rod raja didn't drop the ball in the last like in the 82nd minute well they would have given them a chance with a goal kicker they actually left seven points out on the field too which it's crucial in World Cups. You need to kick a man. And when we won it in 99, Matt Burke was on fire. Didn't miss a goal, I don't think. So it's th- those points and taking points. See how we're seeing a lot more teams now take the three? Yep. Like it's, yep. it's, yeah, it's it's Rugby World Cup footy, right? Like you take the points when they're on offer. And I, oh, look, we, I, thought that, I thought they were super keen. They were very eager. And that's what you should expect from a young team. Um, look, there were flashes of, of brilliance and, and I love their options. Like their kicking was a lot more um, competitive. Like we saw 
players regathering that ball. I'd like to see Marika Korobidi involved a lot more. Um, he's just, a, he's arguably our best player. But no, mate, all in all, I thought it was a very good first performance. You just touched on taking the threes. <clears throat> I don't think I've said for over a decade, gosh, I was impressed with England. But gosh, I was impressed with England. That was a tournament formulation, three drop goals and a penalty. Um, I think I saw one of the Argentinian players saying uh, we were down 12-3 and England hadn't done anything. It was so very England, but you play to your strengths. Well, no, no, no they had. They had built the pressure to get there. And this is, this is where the game's gone too, like with regards to yellow cards. is yeah, Yes, the mauling, that took off, didn't it? The mauling, where the hell did that come from? Yeah, because I actually picked I actually picked Malcolm Marks as my leading try scorer of the tournament. I reckon <laughs> he could score seventeen in one game, right off the back of that, <laughs> off the back of that maul, right? Um, but it, it's become a huge weapon. But teams now have obviously you got to dig deep and you you got to be able to defend that. But it's still a very difficult thing to defend. But England just built constant pressure, and they needed a win. So it was a win at all costs. Like we, we, mate, when we were going through different periods in my career where you weren't playing good footy, um, you were or either you're losing or you're just scraping over with wins and it just wasn't polished. A win, like you, you go out, you hear footy players, mate, we would have taken one point. Like we'd win by penalty goals. It's, mate, at the end of the day, a win. And going into Monday morning's review is just completely different, man. And the confidence, the bounce in your step. So, look, England, they were under huge pressure. So, And that's the limitations of where you can play as well too, bro. Like, when, when you haven't been winning, and I think this where maybe the All Blacks um, in their next game, not this game because there's 15 changes, I believe. Mm. It, it, the next game when they have their best side, it's it's about winning. Because that, those pop passes, those 50-50 balls, we used to say all the time, like if they were coming off, then yeah, obviously throw them. But if they weren't coming off, just hold the ball. Like don't push that pass. Simply because we just didn't have the confidence as a team. Just it's that minute second that you miss. And But when you're, when you're winning and you're playing a good style of footy, then those passes always stick. And for me, um, I think I think... England needed just a win. <laughs> they just needed a win. Um, but this will be a, a big game for the Wallabies against Fiji because I think, um, you know, Fiji are genuine side, man. Yeah, it's the game I'm looking forward to most this weekend. Last thing, pick a team whose stocks have gone up after week one and a team whose stocks have gone down. Oh, mate, you, uh, Ireland. Yeah, Ireland, was, Ireland were very impressive, yes. I get it. it. Was Romania? I think it was. Yep. Was it Romania? Romania. Yep. Yeah. Oh, look. Obviously, a second tier side, but just their willingness. Like they were still playing in the 82nd minute, 83rd minute, um, wanting to score, wanting to score tries. But they were also patient. One thing you can fall into a trap is is when playing those sides. Like we played in Namibia, where we won 153 nil. And the trap was to just try and score off every play, <laughs> but we didn't. We didn't. We built pressure. We played rugby, and I think that's that was the key. That that shows a level of of experience, and it shows a, level, a good temperament. So Ireland definitely went up in my stocks, mate. They're going to be, yeah. They they have 
hit their form at the right time. So it'll be interesting over these next couple of games. Oh, Ireland, South Africa is going to be off the hook. JP, uh, yeah. thanks for uh, running your show an hour earlier for us. I, I do appreciate it, buddy. And um, yes, Australia, Fiji this weekend, it's going to be an absolute stonker. And, and I hate to finish like this, but I am a night supporter, so go the Knights. <laughs> go the Knights. <laughs> go the Nars. Up the Nars. <laughs> go, go the Knights. Go the Knights. Sorry, Fight Warriors about. fans. But, hey, look, if Sean Johnson gets on the field and he plays well, then, look, rugby league is the winner, right? Oh, so diplomacy. I love it, well, I, hope, I hope he gets on, man. Like, it's just, it'd be just such a shame mm. to not see him play. And I, I would risk him personally. Like, it's your last game, man. Like potentially, I would risk him if he can run out for 20 minutes and maybe, yeah, just give confidence to the side. You never know, do a Cooper Cronk, right? Yeah. Like what he did in the grand final a couple of years back. But um, I just ooh, wish it was tough. a shoulder, not a calf. Oh, I know, man. The mm. baby cow, man. I've done that before. Once you once you tear that thing, it's, oh, she's tough. Mm. She's tough to get because it's all about your power. But sorry, but not sorry. Go the Knights. See you, guys. See you, mate. See you, mate. There is Jeremy Paul. He'll be back next week, and we'll be back in a short mug.